First off, congratulations. You have gotten extra credit because today is not a holy day of obligation. Uh, because it's on a Monday, the obligation has been negated. And so you get extra credit. But what a wonderful way, though, to come together on the first of the year to seek God's blessings, to give thanks for the past, and to pray for what is to come this year. And every year on the first, the church honors this day, the octave day, the eighth day after Christmas, as a feast in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary, specifically that Mary is the mother of God. That Jesus, the, who, becomes, who becomes visible to us, who becomes incarnate, as we often profess in the creed, that as he becomes a little child in Bethlehem for us, that he's God. And Mary then is the mother of God, since that is who Jesus is. But the other thing, too, about Mary's motherhood is she's the mother of the church. She's the mother of all of us. And that's really because of what happens, because of why Jesus came, to die on the cross. And as he died and as he gave his last will and testament, he gave John to Mary and Mary to John, behold your mother, behold your son. And so Mary not only is the mother of God, but she is our mother She's the mother of you and me. And every mother has great concern and great compassion. They want to help their children. That's why for centuries now, people have sought the intercession of Mary. They have turned to her in their time of need. And there's one prayer that dates back to the first few hundreds of the church. Uh, I can't remember the exact date, but somewhere between the 200s and the 500s, Really, the first prayer to Mary is known. It's called the Subtuum Presidium. We fly to your patronage, O Holy Mary, the Mother of God. And so for centuries, years upon years, people have sought and asked her to pray for them. And as we know, shrines then have emerged, some of them out of devotion, others because Mary appeared in a certain place. But these shrines, again, are places where people go, they seek Mary's intercession. They ask for a special grace. Last week when I was in Florida, I went from Orlando over to St. Augustine, Florida, on a little day trip before I flew out in the afternoon. It was two hours each way, four hours round trip, and there was a shrine there in St. Augustine, Florida. It's the oldest Marian shrine in the United States, dating back to the 1500s. And it's called Our Lady of La Leche. And essentially, in this shrine is housed a statue of Mary who is feeding the child Jesus. Of course, Jesus needed to be nourished. And this is a great image, I think, of Mary's maternity, of her motherhood of God, that that's something she did. But one of the things that has really become known and associated with the shrine in St. Augustine, and also there's one in the Holy Land called the Milk Grotto, but people go there and they pray, and oftentimes it's couples, the couples who are unable to have children, who are infertile. And so they go and they seek Mary's prayers and intercession, and for some of them, they receive an answer to their prayer that what they were, to, what they were told was impossible, becomes possible as they conceive and then give birth to their own child. And so the prayers of Mary work. She does intercede for us.
So often as Catholics, we pray the Hail Mary. We ask Mary to pray for us now and at the hour of our death. As we begin this new year of 2018, maybe this is the year to not let a day go by that we don't ask Mary to pray for us. So every day to simply pray maybe just one Hail Mary or to pray a Hail Mary for each of your children, to pray for peace, to pray for yourselves, to pray for your friends. Ask Mary to pray for them, because that's what our mother wants to do. That's what the mother of God does, and that's what she does for you and for me. She intercedes and prays for us, now and at the hour of our death.